hope that time the morning's reading is from Psalm 139 verses 13 through 18 for it was you who formed my inward parts you knit me together in my mother's womb I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works that I know very well my frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! I try to count them, they are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. This is the word of God for the people of God. If you are worshiping here in the sanctuary, then I hope you have some modeling clay. If you don't have it, we have some available. Just raise your hand and... Johnny will come to you. If you are worshiping online, then I encourage you to go find some Play-Doh or some modeling clay, and you can open it now. It's going to be a little loud, so let's all just open it together. <laughs> that, that way um, we can dispense with that noise. I will mention the modeling clay a little bit later in the service, but if you would like to form it and reform it as I am talking, that can actually help you pay attention. And so that's no problem at all. You're welcome to do that. You're going to have to tear it from the top. You, you cannot pull it open. You have to tear it from the top and you'll find that you can get it open that way. And this is the kind of clay that air dries. So you can shape it into something and it will dry in that shape. I'm going to give a few more minutes, seconds, for that crinkly noise. It's the sound of fun, right? It's the sound of fun. We hope that you have your clay or your Play-Doh at home. No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, no. Okay. Uh, and and Joel. Is anybody else have a birthday today? Okay. Yes, lots of June birthdays. Raise a hand. Yes, thank you. And on that note, let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight this morning, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I have some fun facts to share with you today about birthdays. Did you know that around the world, 15 million people celebrate a birthday on a given day? 
June 11th is my birthday, of course, and Joel's birthday, and it belongs to many others as well. It is August that has the most birthdays generally, and February that has the least, which would make sense, right? There are fewer days in February. Americans spend, Sue, this is for you, Americans spend $2 billion on birthday cards in a given year, and the average person receives seven cards per birthday. Now this next fact is one that I found really, really interesting. If there are 23 people in the room, there's a 50% chance that two people share the same birthday, like Joel, our bass player, and myself. If the number goes up to 60 people, the probability goes up to 99% that there are at least two or more people who share a birthday. And then the birthday cake tradition began in Germany in the Middle Ages with Kinderfest. It was a time when the kids were given cakes with a single candle to celebrate their birthday. And then later, by the 15th century, the German bakeries began selling not only the traditional wedding cakes, but single layer cakes designed for birthdays. For me, a birthday celebration is all about the cake. And that's because my mom made birthday cakes really special. We have four kids in our family, and she made sure that every year on our birthdays, we had our favorite cake. So that became how I associated birthday celebrations. Now, my husband, Jason, is the best gift giver I have ever known. And I'm not just saying that. He's thoughtful. He prepares well. He likes to pull off a really great surprise. And ever since I have known him, I can expect that my birthday will be celebrated well. On one birthday, a couple of years after we were married, I looked at Jason and I said, thank you so much for celebrating me in such a beautiful way. I do not want to seem ungrateful, but next year, could I have some cake? I just a cupcake, a single cupcake with a single candle would be totally fine. I don't even care what kind. It just doesn't feel like a birthday to me if I don't have some cake. Now, he didn't know that cake was central to my understanding of a birthday celebration because of these core memories that I had made with my family as a child. He didn't know that because I hadn't told him. As social creatures, we want to be known by others, but revealing our thoughts and our needs and our wants takes a lot of energy, and we have to develop trust to share in that way. Not so with God, because God already knows us better than we know ourselves, because God made us, and that's the premise of Psalm 139. This psalm, like so many others in our Bible, is attributed to King David. He's one of eight or so authors of the psalms, and we find Psalm 139 in the fifth and final book of what we call the Book of Psalms. It was likely written in the year 1048 before the Common Era. That is the year that King David was made king, and we're able to date that year through the books of Chronicles in our Old Testament. As he's processing his new reality as king, David centers the psalm of praise in two important aspects of his relationship with God, presence and providence. Presence and providence are the prevalent themes in Psalm 139. Now, when we think of God 
as being present, we are actually presuming that God is omnipresent, present everywhere at the same time. To be omnipresent is to be constantly encountered everywhere. So King David takes this truth of God's presence and makes it personal, saying, you were with me in my very formation. It was you who formed me and knit me together. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And we know that the word fear can also mean awe, so we could restate that sentence to say, I am awesomely and wonderfully made. It's a big deal to be made by the same God who created the heavens and the earth. The magnitude of God's wonderful works in the universe is not lost on David. The fact that God would also make him and make him king just adds to that awesomeness. It's almost too much to comprehend. So instead of zooming out and focusing on the vast creation of God, the expanse of galaxies, the deep seas, the majestic mountains, David zooms in to the formation of a single human being. I've never been hidden from you, he says. I was never a secret. I've always been connected to the depths of the earth and all that you've created. You've been with me since even before I was formed. It's here in verse 16 that David takes this idea of God's presence and adds to it the concept of providence. Providence refers to God's protective care. It speaks of God's plan for us, preparation for future events as we follow God's guidance. And David uses the imagery of a book, of a story. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them yet existed. This whole concept that God shaped David, that God has a plan for him and remains with him through it all is more than David, more than we can truly comprehend. But David tries anyway. He says, your thoughts are so weighty, so precious to me. I recognize how vast they are, how many thoughts you must have. When I try to count them, I envision grains of sand. And when I come to the last thought, I realize it's of me. I'm still on your mind. David understood that God did not make him without a plan, without a reason for making him and setting him on this earth and guiding him through his own path. This human life is God-given. It's God-inspired, and it's a gift, a gift that is shaped by God's own hands and powered by God's own breath. That's an understanding that we gain from the book of Genesis and the story that describes the formation of the very first human being out of the dust of the ground, brought to life with the breath of God. Maybe that's why Psalm 139 is sometimes attributed to Adam instead of David. It doesn't really matter who wrote it. Psalm 139 is a work of praise, and it invites us to consider the source and the purpose of our life in the context of our relationship with God. So that's what we're going to do today through a process called Lectio Divina. 
It means divine reading. I've worked this process with some of you in smaller settings, but you can do it in a larger setting like this one. This is a meditative way of reading and praying through the scripture. So I invite you, whether you are sitting at home or here in the sanctuary, to get comfortable, to be as still as you can. Even if you're working this clay, you can keep working it, but try to keep the rest of your body still. Close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing that. If you don't, that's okay. Take a deep breath. I'm going to read the passage several times, each time inviting you to meditate in a different way. Take another deep breath. And in this first reading, listen for the word or phrase that catches your attention. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. That I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O oh God. How vast is the sum of them. I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. In this second reading, I invite you to ask yourself, what might this word or phrase be rising up in me? Why is it important right now? What does it connect with in terms of my circumstances? Why is this word or phrase important for me to hear right now? For it was you who formed me in my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. I know that very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. In this third reading, I invite you to ask what response is rising up in me as I hear this word again. What is the invitation, the point of action, that God has for me. For it was you who formed me, my inward parts. 
You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. That I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts. O oh God, how vast is the sum of them. I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end. And I am still with you. In Lectio Divina, you can add a fourth reading, but we're going to stop here today. And I want to ask, what did you hear? Is anybody willing to share what you heard this morning from this psalm? You can share online as well. Sandy. Intricately. Intricately woven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you'd like to share more. So intricately woven is the phrase that you heard. Do you know why or what the invitation is for you? Acceptance of you and all the layers of you. Sure, yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. A connection with nature as well, definitely. Anybody else? Yeah, Deb. God made me, is with you through your life, and with you to the end. The end is not here, so we keep going, and we share God's love. Beautiful. Yes. Anybody else? So this is a practice that you can do at home to help you pray through any piece of Scripture. You listen for the word or phrase that catches your attention. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. You listen again for why you might hear that word. What's the connection with your current life circumstances? And then you listen again or an invitation that God has for you. And then you can listen again and just be held in the truth of that passage. Lectio Divina creates the opportunity for us to allow the word of God to shape and reshape us. And maybe that's why the prophet Isaiah described human beings as the clay and God as the potter. We are all the work of your hands, the prophet says. We are all the work of God's hands. And as such, we are designed to be formed and reformed by God's presence and God's providence, to be shaped and reshaped by God's love and God's grace, much like this clay. So if you have not yet been working with your modeling clay, I invite you to do that now. See how easily it becomes shapeless. And see how easily, too, it can be shaped into something recognizable and something useful. 
like a bowl. It's not super creative, but it's functional, right? It works. I bet Augie has something creative over there. So the clay can be shapeless, but it can be reshaped and, and formed into something useful like us. This is the gift of life, not just to breathe, but to live, to live with God, to live for God, just as God has planned. And that is the gift that we're invited to celebrate on our birthdays, but also on every day, with or without cake. But we do have cake here. The truth is, beloved, we are living the days that God formed for us right now. And these are the only days that we get. So my prayer for all of us is that we would embrace each day as a gift, remembering that we have been wonderfully made for a reason. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, you are the one who carefully crafted our entire existence. You made us and you know us better than anyone else does. Grant us the wisdom to see our potential and significance on our birthday and every day. With each new chapter in this book of our lives, help us to learn and grow to live as you call us to live and, and be who you call us to be. Bless us now to your purposes on this day and in the future. Amen.